Cybersecurity is an ever-growing field, and representation within it matters more than ever. We here at the Other Side of the Firewall podcast strive to highlight those movers and shakers and glass ceiling breakers, people of color who have made it to the other side of the proverbial firewall into those senior and C-suite level positions. Aside from interviews of IT professionals just like you, our crew will have fun discussing the latest and greatest news, measures to protect yourself from bad actors on the interwebs, and sprinkle in some games and entertainment as well. Now with that out of the way, let's get to the show. Happy holidays, everybody. My name is Ryan Williams, and today, as always, I'm joined by Shannon Tynes. What's up, what's up? And LeVon Maynard. What's up? <laughs> today's <laughs> show, we will discuss a handful of the biggest hacks, data breaches of 2020. Uh, I said it like it was two, two different sentences. The biggest hacks and data breaches of 2020, excuse me. The uh, attempted cyber attacks on the COVID research and a very interesting iOS security vulnerability that Shannon sent to us that fits perfectly into this week's patch notes. But first, how's everybody's week? Man, my week was okay, man. I can't complain. Uh, really nothing to report, man. The kids are still alive, so that's always a good thing, right? <laughs> like I didn't have to strangle anybody this week. That's good. Yeah. There you yeah. Go. There you go. But no, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of Groundhog's Day at this point. You know what I mean? Same same thing every day. Yeah. Gotcha. What about um, study? How's that going? Man, studying, I took a little bit of a break this week. Like, I looked at it a couple times, but because I kept finding myself you know, reading the same stuff over and over again. I was like, all right, let me just push away for a little bit. And then today I'm going to get a little bit more into it tonight. Go back to doing, you know, the hour and, and two hours and whatnot to get back into it. But it just got to a point where I was like, am I reading what I'm reading? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, right. <laughs> I was like, let me take a little bit of a break, a step back. I think I only studied like two nights this past week. So uh, yeah, a little bit of a okay. break, but I'm gonna pick it up again tonight. Right. And it, it all depended on if football was on. You're like, do I need to study? Football's on? Nah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, my Ravens lose again. I don't know if I'm going to be watching any more football. Cool. Gotcha there. Oh, and, and for those listening, maybe this is their first episode. Shannon is studying for his CISP. So that's why we keep checking in on them and, and, and teasing them with all these uh, these damn domains. Uh, <laughs> right. Learning. Yeah, that's that's um, some work right there. Uh, what about you, Levon? What you been up to? Yeah, so let's see. It's been it's been similar, like similar to Shannon. I've been sit here in Grand, Groundhog's Day, kind of going through the daily uh, daily grind. Kind of wake up. I go to go to work on my uh, in my uh, game room or office space, and then um, and I've been, you know, besides working. I've been enjoying my my new shiny new consoles. Been yeah, playing some game, game room. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my game room with my my big TV, and uh, yeah, so it's been it's been going pretty well. I haven't had no, no complaints. Um, okay, all right. It's been kind of chilling out. I've been, uh, uh, you know, I I I got my master's degree uh, earlier this year. Uh, and since then, I've been kind of taking it, taking a little bit easy. I want to want to get back into the grind a little bit and study for some more certifications. But right now, I'm just kind of enjoying some time off, and maybe after the holidays, the new year, I'm gonna start getting back on back back in the books. So I'm looking for the next next big thing to to study up on. No, I hear that, and so that, that's good. I mean, you know, we gotta take it, take take time after you do something so big. 
Yeah. Um, kind of in the same boat, except for uh, I've been saying I'm studying for CHFI. Uh, I am not. So it, I, you know how you how you schedule the date and it gives you a timeline. Right. Yeah, I just kicked it to the right. So the test, <laughs> <laughs> the test was supposed to happen yesterday, and I was like, you know what? Yeah. Let's push that to after Christmas. <laughs> right. So right. It's a lot of distractions during the holidays. I mean, you got to do all the shopping. You got to take care, you know, uh, whatever you can do with the kids or, you know, the family. And um, well, well, not, it's so, okay not, not so much him, LeVon. Remember, he's. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. I know he's uh, he's across the water right now. <laughs> yeah. Over here, overseas. I, I don't have that much going on. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's enough where I'm like, eh, I'm going to do that a little bit later. I'm yeah. going to get it done, though. Like the, the goal is to, to test out before the new year. So I'm thinking right after Christmas, because um, you know things will slow down during that that Christmas week. I'll get plenty of study in, and then knock it out. Yeah. But uh, back back to your game room. So, what what have you been playing? Let's see. So, sort of off. Uh, I've been playing mostly uh, the Xbox the last uh, couple of weeks here. Playing a lot of Destiny Two. Been going through there, kind of grinding and getting my my characters levels up. Um, for anybody that's uh, it's not familiar with Destiny 2, it's pretty much like a first-person shooter where you, you can you can uh, I guess it's more like a I think they call it like MMO RPG kind of thing where you just it's like a big open world and you can interact with other people who are in it and you're leveling up your characters, finding items and and uh, and uh, yeah, just fighting fighting bad guys. But I've been playing that a lot. Also, you know, cracked open the PS PS5. And uh, I played some of the, uh, I think it's called Astro's Playroom. That was pretty fun. Okay. Yeah, it's like a. I heard that. I heard that one is a cool demonstration of the controller, right? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I was pretty pretty impressed with it. I mean, uh, the uh, functionality they put within the controller it has like its own speaker, mic, and um, it's like motion sensitive and uh, has the haptic feedback and uh, adaptive triggers. So it's a it's much of like. I'd say kind of next gen features they added to the controller itself just to make it even more, more of a experience. But okay. it was fun playing the game because it kind of takes you through like some of the history of PlayStation or like at least kind of uh, nostalgia, nostalgic uh, take on it. They have like different, they kind of, you, you go through each level and you can like un- unveil like, uh, you get these items that look like the consoles that were constant, cons- consoles and the accessories that came with it from back in the day. So. Gotcha. Going through it, it kind of like it, was, it kind of brought back a lot of memories. Uh, growing up, getting all the game systems and stuff. So it's a fun game. They did a good job. Okay, that's what's up. I'm, I'm, as soon as they're uh, you know available to the rest of us in the world, I'll probably pick one. Up. Yeah, I just got to activate your bot, man. I gotta, I got the connection for you. Like, a, <laughs> no, I was just joking. <laughs> I never, never use a bot. <laughs> right, right. We we uh, we front upon uh, here, <laughs> right? At the uh, the podcast, yeah. Now I was just lucky to get a. I got like a pre order ahead of time, back when uh, I actually got it through uh, like a military website. So um, I was fortunate enough to kind of beat the line, and uh, you know, just grab one and secure one for myself. That's what's up. Congratulations, there, sir. We, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you every week. Every week I don't have one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna live vicariously. <laughs> Like so, so what are we playing this week? Right, right. What are we playing? And you just talking about? Just be talking about me. 
<laughs> but all right. All right. Um, I guess we should get back 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 to the show, right? So jumping into topic one, the biggest hacks, data breaches of 2020, according to ZD.net. Um, I found this article interesting because it was kind of a, a, uh, a recap or a greatest hits of 2020. And 2020 was rough, right? So it went month by month, talked about uh, every significant data breach that they recorded, every um, ransomware attack, um, any PII being released out there in the wild, so on and so forth. So I picked five, and I'd like to discuss, um, you know, these five. And it not be in great detail, but just trying to get you guys' um, your thoughts on it. Uh, the number one I picked, which was not in January, I think it was like March or something like that was Wawa. So Wawa lost 30 million records containing customers' details that were available uh, for sale online. So it was a pretty huge breach. Um, I felt it before I learned about it. So in my case, um, I, I live in Florida and I couldn't, like my, my nearest gas station, because I live in the boonies, is about 10, 15 minutes away is Wawa. And I couldn't get gas that day. The day I needed gas, I had to go even further right on E because all of their um, pumps were down because they were all being upgraded to um, uh, the, uh, the the chip readers where you have to leave it in there for it to read the chip yeah. before you put in your, your, uh, your pen. Uh, because of the whole skimming situation where somebody was able to um, uh, get into the point of sale system and then pull out all this data. So Wow. And and that's one of those things, like with it being at the point of sale uh, uh, equipment as well. It's not like somebody went into you know Wawa's security uh, or or their data servers or anything like that and got this information. Like they were getting it right from the customers. You know what I mean? You go into the to the gas station, you buy some chips. You know, it was on the system there. You you pump some gas, it was on the system there. So it's not like they went into the company and the company was negligent by any means, right? And how they protected their data servers, but that's how they were getting it. Man. And that's, that's one of those things where that's becoming more and more of what you're seeing, right? Is people doing it that way. Right. This, at the time, I'm not sure if it, uh, it was invested yet. I don't believe so, but at the time it was considered the biggest dump in, uh, in history. Um, it was uh, advertised as the Big Bada Boom 3 um, because of how much current information was released uh, and for how long. So they've been collecting this information for, um, I can't do math in my head, from March 4th to December 12th of uh, 2019 before it was released. Yeah, that's a good nine months. months. So, so that, that was a pretty huge one. Um, then the next one I, I annotated because I'm a nerd, right? <laughs> Uh, Nintendo lost 160,000 users' um, accounts. Not lost, but um, someone someone was able to look at that information. Um, this one was due to a legacy connection they had with, um, I don't know if you guys had um, DSs back in the day, but uh, Nintendo's always been kind of slow with building their online service. So they had this Nintendo network ID or NNID. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that when you bought the new system, so when I bought my Switch, you were able to recover that information. Uh, well, it was a backdoor. So that, that, that's that when it comes to um, legacy systems, right? 
Yeah. If, you know, and that's, and that's one of the things you have to worry about, right? When you want to tie in. So it, you have to decide whether or not it's worth it to, to have these legacy systems up or to upgrade to say, okay, well, we need to go away from this because of the security issues. Um, but again, it's one of those things where it comes down to money, right? Return on investment. Like how much does it cost me to do this? Right. How much does it cost me to do this? And I don't know. I mean, uh, out of the 160,000 users, right, that are impacted in this, how many of them actually know about it, right? Mm. Right, that's a good point. At least it's a small scale. It's it's comparatively small. At least it's a small scale, right? When you're talking about Huawei and millions, right? Right, right. Yeah. Um, This one I heard about in the gaming forums before I even heard about it um, in the the, the media. Because Nintendo immediately came on and said, hey, listen, we've been impacted and this is what's been lost. Um, I forget what they they offer. It's probably credit protection like everybody else. Like, how how many different credit protectors do I need? Because my stuff has been breached so many times. All right, then the next one, uh, I I had no idea about, um, because I don't really, I haven't really been tracking international um, news in this respect, is the Pakistani mobile uh, data breach. Um, Apparently 44 million Pakistani mobile users, uh, information was leaked online to include their full names, their home addresses, their national identification number, whatever that is. their uh, phone numbers, their landline numbers, and the dates of their subscriptions. Uh, this was part of a bigger breach of 115 million that happened overseas, but 44 million of that was only um, uh, Pakistani customers. And the raspers wanted $2.1 million in Bitcoin mm. was the, uh, the ransom. And, and the thing with this is that they're, they're, they suspect, so the company... Um, the cell phone company Jazz, I think, is the name of it. They're saying that they they didn't get that information from their data servers, and this may be information that was that was procured as far back as 2013, right? So, like, how how safe does that make you feel, right? Like, so for we're talking seven years later, you know, right. like I know for me, I've had the same phone number for longer than seven years, right? So has my information been out there, right? Like my my. My name hasn't changed, right? My full name, my home address, yeah, but I'm guessing the national identification number is maybe the Pakistani version of social security numbers, maybe, you know what I mean? Um, date of subscription, I mean, what they can gather from that, I mean, I don't know, maybe if they were to do something with my account or, or something along those lines, but yeah, I, I don't, I've had <laughs> my, phone, my phone number for longer than seven years, so if that was to happen to me, I'd be like, well, I don't know, they, they got something on me, you know? It goes sign me up for some right. some of these uh these telemarketers or whatever and keep sending me stuff. I guess if they want to be cruel, you know, that's kind of the worst thing you could do. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I've been getting a bunch of like spam calls as of late, in particular my wife for as well. Sure. Um for sure. Yeah. I think that's a big thing too right now. I don't know. I don't know, you know, uh you know, I don't know the uh you know much that could be done about it, but it's uh I do. I have a cell phone service through T-Mobile, and they have this like spam blocker, scam, like scam blocker, whatever they call it, to uh, prevent these telemarketers marketers from getting through on your phone line. And it kind of blocks a lot of numbers. It actually, it actually takes care of a lot of it. I, I just kind of, I, I occasionally look at the filter and see what numbers have been blocked or what calls have been blocked, and it's it's normally a a healthy amount, you know, kind of daily or throughout the week. And um, but my wife 
doesn't really have as much doesn't really have that much protection so she gets all these random calls and actually she's starting to get these like text messages too text me- random text messages from numbers with you know hey click here for some you know to save on your car insurance or something but it's just one of those things that's like super annoying and also you know it's definitely questionable sometimes um these people are trying to call you they might be some some swindlers trying to get something out of you <laughs> so I have team. I have T-Mobile as well, right? So I, I do have that that defense shield or whatever they call yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've never gotten a text message before. So what what is that? Uh, smishing, right? When somebody sends right. you an SMS yeah. and tries to um, mm-hmm. get you to click it. Yeah. I've, I've, I thought those were fake. Yeah. Because I've never. They, seen they, are, they are very right. real. I tell, I tell you like this: let's make it three for three because I'm T-Mobile as well, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm getting the same thing though. So like I and and some of them and I'm on the the do not call registry that you can that you can do right you can go there and, and mm-hmm. add your number to the yeah. do not call registry. And when I kept getting them, I went and checked. I was like, well, let me go check the site and make sure because I figured maybe you'd fall off after a certain amount of time, maybe. And I went and checked, and nope, I was still on there. My number was still on there. You know, the wife's number was still on there. So I don't know what's happening yeah. now with T-Mobile. I do get the spam likely designator on it you know what i mean when i get the call you know and i'm like ah that ain't for me you know Mm -hmm. so maybe the the registry only protects you against um legitimate scammers you know what i mean like the people trying to sell you um, right car insurance because your car insurance is uh expired those are the ones i keep getting those are the ones i keep getting uh my warranty well i i get them calling me for a warranty on a vehicle i no longer even own Right. I'm like this. This is uh, nineteen eighty four Datsun. Finally, uh, your warranty plan expired. Like, yeah. I had that Pinto in forever. You know. <laughs> I sold that thing. So uh, that's funny. Number four is a, a victory, right? So I, I chose the AWS uh, that they mitigated the massive two point three ter- terabyte per second uh, DDoS attack. Mm. So this was a good one, um, and they they def- definitely boasted when it happened. So we don't know what company was actually attacked. They didn't release that. However, they did release that they were able to block it, and then what the means of the attack was. Um, this one was a CLDAP, a connectionless lightweight directory access protocol, uh, which I know LDAP. I didn't know CLDAP. Like I didn't know that existed. But apparently, using using that attack vector. Uh, you can increase the traffic being sent 56 to 70 percent. So, mm. like, you can just murder somebody. So, just just imagine this wall of just uh, pings of death or what have you attacking your company. Uh, and they said it lasted a week. It was a whole week of of, uh, of this DDoS attack on whatever company this was, and they they actually saved them. And this and this is good advertisement for them, right? So like them doing something that they that you pay them to do, right? Like you sign up with them for them to not necessarily I don't want to say take the risk, but for them to be in control of the protections for whatever may be on their systems, right? Whatever may be on their infrastructure or whatever that they're hosting. And this is this is good advertisement for them. And this is one of those one of those good stories you seldom see, right? Uh, I, I want to say I mentioned mm-hmm. this last was it last week? We're talking about you don't see how much, you know, is actually is actually protected against and whatnot. And people would be surprised. Well, this is one of those that's a big name, too. Right. So like AWS, everybody knows that. Right. Everybody knows who they are. So mm-hmm. it's a good success story right. for them. The company 
um, I'm pretty sure they had to notify the company, right? Like they didn't just say, okay, it was, they're not letting the general public know, but they probably went back to the company and said, Hey, here's what we found. Uh, You know, pat us on the back a little bit. Right. And rightly so. Right. We did our job. We did it very well. Um, But this is one of those success stories you like to see. Yes, it's definitely awesome. Um, And then a little correction for myself. Uh, It wasn't 56 to 70 percent. It's 56 to 70 times the amount of traffic. So even even more menacing. Pretty cool. And then the last one I chose was Cisco. I thought this is not it's not funny because it it impacted people. Right. People were impacted by by this um, um, insider uh, threat. So a former engineer pleaded guilty to uh, causing uh, amounts of damage to Cisco networks costing the company $2.4 million to fix. Mm. So I think when I read the article, it was roughly 1.4 million in virtual uh, servers that he took down, and then another million in um, damages to the, the companies that were impacted by it. So he, he was swinging for the fences. And he did this five months after termination. Wow. Five months, or I'm sorry, it says resignation. So it says he, he resigned, and then five months later, he came back and caused havoc. In my opinion, if if you're that petty, you didn't you didn't resign <laughs> on your own uh, volition, right? So, and, right, and here's, really. And here's the thing with this, right? So, with everything that we talk about, right? We 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 will talk about patching and and how you need to patch all the time and do this, that, and the third this is the number one threat, right? Like as it stands right now, at least until Skynet is up and operational, right? Uh, if people, people are going to be your right. biggest threat, right? For everything that we have to implement, there's someone, there's a human that has to do that. And this is, but, but it's one of those things that it's an accepted risk for everyone at this, in this day and age, right? We all have to have a person to implement this, that, or the third. Um, and, but this is why it's important that when someone leaves, you actually take care of these types of things. You, you, you get rid of their accesses, right? You disable them, delete them, whatever it needs to be. And you have that process in place. So you do not have something like this happen, right? Because the one, and, and the 1. Mm-hmm. 1.4 million you mentioned, Ryan, it was additional employee time to restore and rectify the damage. So they had to pay their employees, oh, okay. gotcha. right, to stay overtime or do whatever it may be, or even hire on more employees to try to get them back to the state that they were in, right? And then it was a hundred, it was excuse me, one million dollars that they had to pay to the customers that were in- impacted by it, right? So anyone who couldn't get on to their uh, Cisco WebEx or whatever it was, like you, you can imagine they're going to call, right? Like, hey, I'm having a problem, I can't host these meetings or whatever, especially you know what I mean in in, in the years of 2020, right? So they were, they were having issues with that. And this was August, I think it was that this one came out, something like that. So we're deep, we're deep into telework, you know what I'm saying? To where people are using your product. So it's, it's, you gotta, again, as much as we harp on patching and things of that nature, like you do have to watch the people as well, because this is going to be threats. Right. So I've worked for um, uh, a department where they're going to fire, they're going to terminate one of their um, contractors. And before they brought him into office, they came to my desk and they said, I need you to restrict all access for this guy. Like, don't tell him what for. <laughs> don't don't make eye contact with him. Like, he's going to come into his desk. He's going to check his email. And then when you see him stand up and walk out the room, I need you to take everything from him. Mm. And then, you know, I was I was young, young in the Air Force game. I was like, oh, man, I was excited. I'm like, oh, my God, be part of the firing. <laughs> so, yeah, they, but they stripped him of all his rights because they're like, if he comes back, 
Like, you know, like if he comes back to pack his desk, he might come come back here and he might start disrupting operations. Like you can't have that. Hey, Ryan was like, I'm so happy right now. I'm about to end this man's whole career. <laughs> oh yeah, when he when he came back, you gotta you, gotta, you can't smile. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and, and not that I want to see anybody get fired, right. but it, it was one of those type of type of people who um, they made themselves more important than um, than they may have been. You know what yeah. I mean? Like. He had all the access. He had changed all the passwords for the, the systems that he worked on. Like he was the single point of failure. So like, they can't possibly fire me. So I'm just not gonna show up to work sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's, nah, it's, it's crazy still, you bring that up. Crazy. I had a similar situation, man. Uh, it, it just so happened that I worked at a, a unit where I was on the opening schedule that week. And so I got a call from my, my flight commander and he was like, hey, he was like, you're on the early schedule, right? I was like, yeah, he was like, when you come in, I need you to uh, disable so-and-so's account because there's going to be some, you know, he didn't go into it with me, but he was like, yeah, there's some stuff that's going to go down tomorrow. And I was on the early shift. I came in, I did it. Uh, the guy showed up, his boss showed up, you know what I mean? And it was a matter of about 10 yeah. minutes and he was walked out the door. So what's cool about this, um, not, not cool, the damage that was done, obviously, but what's cool about our timing is that his sentencing, because he pled guilty, um, he can face up to five years behind bars and up to $250,000 in fines. But his sentencing doesn't take place until December 9th. So um, for those of you who are um, on the free feeds, you're going to be delayed. So you, you'll get the the uh, the update uh, when we air this. But uh, for those of you who are on Patreon, like we, we can try this in real time. I guarantee, I guarantee you, because it's an international case, I guarantee you he's not going to spend that much time behind bars. He won't pay nowhere near a quarter of a million dollars, even though he spent 2. basically, million, what, yeah. was that, 2.4 million in damages? There's no way they're going to do a quarter of a million. I agree. Especially not an international court. Right. Yeah, maybe, maybe he's in the States. <laughs> he could have got, got them hands. But <laughs> overseas, I don't think that's going to happen. So it's lesson learned, people. Right. Um, lock them out. Yeah, yeah. That's a good. You got to do it. It's, a, it's pretty important to maintain the access control and just maintaining uh, user rights. And obviously, when people are on their way out the door, got to make sure that they're uh, kind of locked out of everything. And I know one thing. Uh, I think I've learned over the years. They they typically uh, this is kind of like a little nuance, but I think they typically actually keep accounts in they don't like delete accounts they normally just like disable them so that they can kind of track them and make sure that they're uh they don't get like recreated later on so it's just like it's one of those small little nuances but it's, it's the disposition uh, it's the disposition yeah, policy, right so like yeah I, I know what you're talking about right. so like after if it's not used for 30 days it's disabled if it's 90 days you know it's it goes into this status you know provision right. all that yeah yeah that's mm-hmm. true yeah yeah but no that's that's definitely some good uh, good uh information i think i think a lot of compromises come internally more so than well i don't know the statistics but uh, I, it's it's one of the biggest like sources of of breaches is from internal people clicking email you know, clicking links in emails or you know maybe somebody's an insider somebody's uh you know upset with the company like you just read off that they just want to make some they just want to disrupt it dis- cause as much uh, chaos before they leave the company as they can and uh, just leave their, leave their mark. And then if they, if they can get away with it, then they're, they're happy. But obviously this person got caught up 
And I, I think I mentioned to you guys last week as well that there's a somebody from uh, I think they were working with Tesla, and they actually got got reached out by some I, th- I think some Russian hacking group about compromising their network. But they were uh, they were pretty um, you know um, they had some integrity and they decided to go ahead and let the authorities know what this group was trying to do and trying to uh, uh, pay them off to 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 be able to compromise the Tesla network and get in there, which I can imagine if that person agreed to that, you know, to that, to do that work or whatever they were trying to do, that that could have cost the company, you know, millions and millions of dollars, if not, you know, billions of dollars, however much uh, damage that they they could have uh, in, uh, enlist, you know, affected on, on, on the company there. But and it's something you got to be aware of. You got to keep an eye out. You got to take care of your employees to make sure that you're uh, going through the motions to make sure that, you know, people have different levels of access. I think this, uh, I forgot what it's called. I, in, in my master's degree, I, I remember there, there's some, some parts they're talking about, uh, you know, you don't want to have somebody, one person with all the rights of everything, you know, you just got to have different um, areas of responsibility and, and different uh, kind of limit the access. So one person doesn't have the keys to the, the entire kingdom. You can kind of destroy everything. Right. So you kind of have to separation, separation of the duties. duties. Right there. there you go. Um, yeah. Yep, there it is. Yep, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have your, your mandatory access controls, your discretionary access controls. All so with the Tesla thing, you have to Absolutely. so here here's something else you have to take into account, right? So do you really want to cross who is now the second richest man in the world, right? So like Elon came out as the second second yeah. I think he was second, yeah, not third, uh, richest man in the world. So like even if this guy would have gone forward with it, right, and got caught. Like, do you want to run the risk of of crossing him to where he, he'll get you in court and tie you up with all his bills that he has with his decision? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. But, <laughs> yeah. Not, not, not even that, because it gives me some serious uh, Dr. Evil um, vibes. <laughs> you get in your car and your car just drives off. <laughs> <up. laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like I knew it was you. <laughs> Before you go over Right. I knew it was you. Oh my god. Yeah, I can I can see that for sure. <laughs> that'd be kinda that'd be kinda crazy. You know, you never know. They they might have that ability to I don't know. If they really, really wanted to, obviously they wouldn't do it, but if they really wanted to like take control of somebody's car, I'm sure somebody can drive them off a cliff. <laughs> yeah, well just do anything <laughs> with it, you know. Make them <laughs> make them run into the back of a police car and you know, get them arrested or something. I don't know. Hilariously, and, and scary yeah, right. at the same time. Like they control it over um, Amazon sidewalk. Yeah, right. <laughs> the car just takes That's off. right. <laughs> Man, we just we just burning all types of bridges. If, if Tesla, Amazon, the list goes on. Once it's sponsored, show we stop talking about it. Right, right. We love you. <laughs> exactly. Hey, listeners. Please remember that you can support this podcast directly by becoming members of the show's Patreon. Here, you'll be able to listen to the podcast seven days early, completely ad-free. However, in these trying times, we understand that you may not be able to become a Patreon just yet. In that case, please listen to the show once it's available on free feeds, leave us constructive feedback, and share with your blurred friends and family. Thank you. All right, um, moving on to topic two. So topic two about this one, um, obviously, is very topical. Um, Russian and North Korean hackers are targeting COVID-19 vaccine researchers. 
according to an article by CNN. So in that article, it discusses how uh, phishing uh, attempts as well as um, just pulling of people's personal information, phone calls, um, you name it. Attacks are being done to researchers and doctors involved in the creation of the COVID vaccine. Uh, Microsoft has stated that they have uh, forwarded many of these attempts. However, they're looking for help from um, international governments in order to stop this from happening. Um, obviously, everybody and their mom wants the vaccine. I get that. Um, but then these people may be acting on their own or they could be uh, state funded. Who's to say? Um, but in the day, um, obviously, this gets in the way of us all getting healthier. And, and, and here's the thing with with this one, right? So this article I want to say is from is this November? I think this it was a CNET article, right? From November. Yes. Like we've this is something that's been tracked yes. like even back going back earlier into the into the the COVID days, right? So back in like May or June, I want to say it was uh, we were calling out uh, who was it? I think it was North Korea. I'm not sure. Was it North Korea? Was it, was it, was it, it was back in May. You were calling out somebody for this. And it was like, <laughs> hey, we know you're doing this. You know, cut it out, right? But this kind of business as usual for them, right? When it comes to, you know, North Korea, China, Russia, like them doing stuff like this, you know, trying to get intellectual property and things of that nature. This isn't new, right? So it's something they do all the time when it comes to other areas, you know, finance, technology, and things of that nature. But it, it rings more close to home because it can be something that that can hurt people right now, right? In the days of COVID. So uh, it, it, it's something, again, one of those things that's always going on, but because of the, the situation we're in with COVID, it just, it, I think it hits people more like, oh, why are, why are they out there doing this? Well, they're always out there doing this, you know? You care now because it directly affects you, right? Oh, yeah. People are tired of wearing, uh, wearing masks every day. So they definitely wanted to roll out as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, uh, it speaks to the, I'm trying to find his name, make sure I get it right. So Microsoft's Vice President of Customer Security and Trust is Tim Burt. In it, he describes that the Russians, or at least the uh, attacks coming from Russia, uh, are more brute force type login attempts. Which they're trying to access accounts. They're using bots that try every possible combination of credentials. They're just trying to basically just find out what the passwords are to get in the system. Uh, I guess potentially to to pilfer data, right? Uh, but what's interesting to me is that North Korea's hacks and efforts are a little bit more targeted. Uh, they're sending crafted emails trying to lure employees and researchers um, by stating that they are the World Health Organization or job recruiters looking for. Um, New recruits. So uh, I thought that was kind of kind of crazy how each country's attackers per se, because I, I can't say they're state funded or not, because it doesn't detail that. But they just they're they're trying different ways. Maybe they're working together. Maybe it's like, hey, you try to get the keys. I'm gonna try to, you know, get the uh, the social media. And you, and, you, them all and, you, and you know what's so here's the thing. Release, get them so even with them yeah. doing that, right? So you have to think that with these other companies, right? Like if you're Pfizer or Moderna or whoever, right? It, even if you lure somebody away, like what they did with that company should have been proprietary, right? So right. like they shouldn't be taking it with them to another company and saying, here, right. this is this is 
you know, the formula we were using, or this is the vaccine we were using or whatever it may be. Um, Not to say it doesn't happen. I'm definitely not saying that, but I can guarantee you every one of those companies, especially the big pharmaceutical companies that are making billions of dollars, uh, they have, uh, they have that type of stuff where you can't take it from this company to this company. You know what I mean? So this, this comes again to where, you know, where's, where's your threat at, right? <laughs> it's the people, right? Somebody knows something that they can pass on. Right. So, right. yeah, this, this is, uh, uh, I, I wasn't too shocked when I saw this um, because it's just something that they do anyway. Like us, us being in IT, like we know this is something we've, we've seen from these countries anyway for who knows how long, right? So it shocked me too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that the, um, you know, hackers, obviously, you know, Russia and North, North Korea are, are known um, uh, known for their, their hacking groups. Um, but I think that these groups always, they're always going to go after what they f- find to be the most vulnerable, most like, um, you know, maybe influential or whatever they can, they can, any company that's doing something important that people will kind of rely on or, um you know, think that uh, absolutely a big company that has something that's valuable that they can use to 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 get pretty much to get money out of them. Most of these attacks that, that I've seen, um, most of the attacks are are out to uh, you know get something, you know, steal some information, get some money, uh, something to that effect where they can kind of benefit them, benefit themselves. It's not so much some kids like in the basement trying to like, you know, oh, let me just see if I can get into this this network, this, this uh, Moderna or whatever. Um, a lot of these, you know, all these big hacking groups, they're trying to, if people are going to rely on these, these medical companies, you know, for a vaccine and their, their life depends on it, they're more likely to pay whatever amount of, amount of money they're requesting. Maybe they have some sort of ransomware set up where they're trying to, you know, hold your data for ransom. And then if you give them some money, then they're, they're to release it. So it's like, and if people have their, li- you know, lives on the line, they're going to, they're more than likely to give them money sooner or quicker than, you know, maybe a group that's like, oh, we have some backups or that data is not really that important. It's some, uh, you know, company data that we're not really uh, worried about. So I think it's, you know, it's definitely concerning when you, you hear about these hospitals and uh, medical facilities getting getting compromised because, uh, you know, those are, those are lives that could be on the line as well. So you're telling me it's not like data. it's not like the movie War Games with one one kid in his right, basement exactly. playing tic-tac-toe and right right that's right (laughs) (laughs) i thought it was a game what's going on i haven't seen that in a long time actually i I need to i need to look that one out i gotta see if i can find that yeah i know it's been a minute since i've seen that one that's a and that's a classic too all right so i like to swing into my favorite segment at least it was until uh chan and dad's (laughs) dreams my hopes Uh, patch notes. So this week's patch notes only only one only one patch note, but it's it's a it's a doozy. So um, last week I was on my high horse talking about Android mm-hmm. and how they had the Facebook Messenger um, exploit or vulnerability that allowed you to um, peer at people before they accepted your phone call, similar to um, Apple's FaceTime vulnerability that allowed people to call you and then they immediately started to see your video before you even swipe right to unlock it. Uh, so apparently, uh, Google Project Zero, one of the researchers was able to use a um, specific vulnerability on an iPhone to completely own it, to include being able to download data, 
activate the phone's camera and microphones, and provide real-time spying capabilities without you ever knowing it happened. So, so, know, so here's the thing with this, right? So yeah. it was it was kind of playful when I sent it, right? You came you came after my Android, so I had to come after your iPhone. But but here's but here's what we need to do. <laughs> so um, with this, the good thing about this is that they didn't release it to the public. They they released it to Apple first, let them fix it, and then release it to the public, right? They they were, they were being good white hats about it. Like saying, hey, here's something we found. Go ahead and, and, and make this known and we'll put it out there. So it, it is out there. But what what you're going to start to run into, so when you go looking back through the history of, of this, right, when it comes to Apple, um, they didn't have these types of issues that often, right? But when you think about it, it's because their share was limited, right? So they were mostly in the United States, right? They didn't have as large a footprint, um, so you didn't have a lot of people really going after them like that. Well, as you start to expand your footprint, right, as, as Apple starts getting out into all these other countries and, and especially when they get into China, where there's almost two billion people, you know, this is the type of stuff that you're going to start seeing more of. Um, and again, I, I, I'm not saying one is better than the other. Right. Again, I was just it was just a playful, you know, little back and forth between us. You know, hey, I'm Android, you're, you're, you're Apple. Here's here's one for you. But you still have to. This is still stuff we need to be aware of and we still need to be looking for and and be aware be aware that Apple is out there more in the wild and more people are going to start putting their resources into this, right? Cuz I've heard people tell me, "Oh man, you can't you can't hack Apple, you can't do this and the third." And I'm like, mm, "That's not exactly true, right? Like it it's out there. It's just that again, they didn't have the share as some of these other companies out there that have been, you know, international, not just uh confined to just the United States." Right, right, exactly. Uh, and this exploit used their Apple Wireless Direct Link, or AWDL. Uh, what this does is it allows all your Apple products to uh, create, to form an ad hoc type network, and they can all speak to each other. So I have a very Apple-centric home um, back in the States, and my phone talks to my watch, talks to my AirPods, so on and so forth. I haven't bought one of those... Um, uh, what are they called? The um, it's like the uh, Alexa speaker, but HomePods. There you go. I haven't <laughs> bought a HomePod because it's just too way too expensive. Um, but pretty much, or oh, at Apple TV, that's also in there. So they all talk to one another. Um, what this did was it, it basically um, hopped into that ad hoc network um, and was able to exploit everything. Um, it's since been patched, so you no longer have to worry about this particular vulnerability. Uh, and as well as the um, the researcher who found it could find no evidence that it had ever been exploited. He literally saw, uh, I want to say an article, um, most of us don't get to see the um, the calls on the phone, like the, the actual protocol calls that pop up, like, oh, we're using this, we're using that. He actually saw a protocol call um, for that service, and he didn't know what it was. And that's when he started to research what it was and then found out that he could um, circumvented very not very easily. I think it took him almost a year to uh, to do it. But you know, idle hands like this guy had a full time job as a researcher and he was able to figure it out. That's true. Yeah, the, the kid next door. You know what I mean? Yeah, you give somebody enough time to um, you know enough time they're they're gonna try to they're gonna figure out a way to get into to something. And that's why I don't know. That's why cybersecurity is so important and this. There's a lot of, you know, I guess, uh, um, 
we call them like white hat hackers or white yeah white hat hackers that are trying to like you know discover these these holes and vulnerabilities before they become uh before they become like known to the public and um you know these hacking groups out there they can try to exploit and it's um yeah it's something you just gotta i don't know it's something you gotta be aware of something that's you gotta like keep in mind that that not everything's uh nothing could be like a hundred percent like foolproof you always got like a little bit of a chance of somebody getting in there um and you gotta like weigh out the benefits and, and the cost of uh, the things that you're protecting and um as well as like what your what your what kind of data you're you're making available maybe on the internet and uh, across the wire so that you can kind of prevent things from being exploited and what what data if somebody worried we get into it what kind of data they would have access to and maybe how much of the data they would have access to so you can do as much as you can to try to prevent those uh those hacks but um nothing is foolproof right exactly if if it if it if it's able to um broadcast and receive then it's, it's able to be um exploited yeah. in some way you just have to like you said mitigate risk as best as possible yeah. like you don't have to be a hermit and off the grid, right. but you, you do have to be um, somewhat worried. I love technology, right? I just want to be able to talk to everything and everything to, to tell me what it's doing and what have you. So I, I do take a, a few more risks. However, as I get older, I'm getting more and more paranoid <laughs> about the technology around me. Like, I'm not doing anything yeah. wrong, but... I don't want people. <laughs> That's right. I know. That's a big thing too. I know people like in general like to cover up their the laptop, you know, cameras, things like that. Make sure nobody's like hacking their computer and getting getting their video or audio. And uh, I, yeah. yeah, for the first for the first two weeks uh, with my my Echo speakers, I, I hit the mute button. Yeah, for the first two weeks diligently. <laughs> but then I was like, but then they can't hear right, me. Right, right. <laughs> they gotta lose the the point of uh, of having it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like uh you know I, I think about that stuff sometimes too even with because i have some of the uh uh yeah some of those like mini devices is listening all the time and uh i don't know it's like uh uh i like to say that i i, I think about security and i'm always aware of like things like of people hacking and getting into my my systems but you know it's like we kind of discussed that it's a little bit of the the balance between functionality and the security and maybe I'm not as right. concerned about somebody hacking in and hearing my audio, hearing me talk about like what we're going to eat tonight with my wife and stuff like that. I don't think there's much juicy bits. I don't, I don't know. Levon, people no, probably get no, bored no, if they were like listening to my conversations. From the 82 inch TV. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's true. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. You're right about that. I gotta, yeah, maybe I gotta con- be a little bit more uh, concerned about that, but no, it's, it's definitely, it's smart to be, you know, you got to be smart about it. You got to, you got to be, uh, be aware of what possibilities are out there. If people get into your systems, if we're all like complacent and just like, oh, whatever, if I can get into everything, then that's when we're going to really start seeing things, uh, uh, kind of blow up. So nothing wrong with being cautious. No, that makes sense. Definitely makes sense. Um, so I don't have any, um, tips to securing, um, this vulnerability, obviously, because they've already patched it out. Um, I want to say the article said 13.5, maybe. We're, we're way past that now. So they, they found out about it and did not speak about it until way after um, it had been patched, which is smart. So in case there was still some, some vulnerability or some kind of exposure left over, 
um, they can make sure they, they, they patch it out of the system first. So yeah, this one is already taken nice. care of. That's good. Uh, and I know there's been some uh, some conflict between some other companies that have had, because uh, I think there's, even with the group that discovered this, uh, I think it was like a Google um, like kind of white hat group that discovered this, this vulnerability. Uh, some, sometimes these groups can get a little, uh, I don't know, they can jump the gun and they decide to, you know what, we're going to go ahead and let the public know about this so they're if they, if they feel like the company's taking too long a patch, uh, they go ahead and like or release it. Like, or if they feel uh, the company's not taking To the public to kind of make them aware of like... Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. They're not, th- not getting taken serious. Uh, they're just going to go ahead and like let everybody know because they feel like, they feel to the point like, oh, the company's not doing anything about it. I got to let people know that this is a chance that they can, you know, they could be compromised. So let me as many people know as because uh, the, the court of public opinion so is like, very um, is very strong just that's thing. why right so like you put it out there and then you let customers start yeah. going away or mm-hmm. filing lawsuits or something like that you'll listen then right right absolutely yeah yeah it's uh it's just interesting i think it's uh, um i don't know it's good that they like, we have these companies out here that are, are researching just pretty much they spend all the time just trying to hack uh certain you know, devices, applications, just to, just to, you know, protect the public. And especially if a, if a company like, like Google has some product or application that goes on that, that device, they want to make sure it's secure and that they don't get compromised as well, you know, via their, that company's device. Right. So it's, um, you know, I guess it's a, a way to protect everybody. No, definitely. Definitely. And um, it seems like we're getting news every, you know, week or so about these, um, old exploits that are just now um, released to the public. So yeah. that's good. Um, that, that there's a, a pretty good cadence with the way they're taking care of things. Um, but with that being said, uh, I got nothing else. So does anybody have anything they want to uh, to bring up? Any last alibis? Trying to pepper yeah. <laughs> you? Um, I'm, I'm going to put right. in a plug. I'm, I'm going to need you to play some good games for us. So next week I can talk about what we've been playing. That's right. We've been playing. You want to play this That's right. I know. I know. It's going to be, yeah. I have to, I have to, um, yeah, I have to, I have to um, update my, my library. I have um, Last of Us 2 for the PlayStation 5. I've been playing that prior to getting a PS5. Um, and I just need to, Actually, need to install it on a new system and get it uh, get it ready because uh, I haven't actually beat that one yet. I'm like probably halfway or three quarters way through that game, uh, which is it's a really great game by the way. But um, I need to expand my li- library. I want to play that Miles Morales uh, Spider-Man game that came out with the the PS5. Um, big fan of that. I love the uh, the movie, the, the Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. But that was a Really good movie, and it's good to see you know people of color in a in a big get a big motion picture. I thought that was that was good, um, but yeah, yeah, I'll keep you I'll keep you updated. I'll keep you in the loop of all the games uh, games that I'm playing. Yeah, definitely jump on that that, that miles for, yeah. uh, for us. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan, and uh, so that uh, that movie's getting a sequel, um, and then I think like all the reviews I saw about Miles Morales are like phenomenal. Yeah. Like, it's as good, if not better, um, than the Spider-Man um, uh, that came yeah. out in 2018. And it kind of, like, they don't know where it's going to go. Like, obviously, 
you know, Spider-Man is the main character. He's going to get a full-length game. But Miles is so beloved now. Like, does he get another expansion? Does he get a game? I can mm-hmm. talk about this forever. Yeah. I'm excited. So, yeah, to play me, that too. me too. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I, love, uh, I love playing video games. It's good to kind of let loose and you kind of, I don't know, you get to uh, pull yourself away from this, from the world, especially with COVID going on right now. You get to kind of put yourself in a little, uh, I don't know, little fantasy world, whatever you want to call it, that you can uh, do what, do whatever you like. Right. Nothing for me. That's what's up, uh, Shannon? Anything? Any any last alibis? Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Shannon. Thank you, uh, Levon. This has been a great episode. A little bit, little bit more compact. I'm looking at the time. It seems to have run just as long though. So we'll see what the feedback is. If people like it, um, I, I think we've decluttered a little bit of the show. Um, to kind of stay on topic and then give people a feel for our personalities and what have you. Um, when it comes to contacting us, um, obviously, um, if you're a Patreon member, Patreons have uh, access to us through the Patreon where they receive the show seven days early and ad-free. Uh, for those of you on the free feeds, you receive it seven days later. Still pertinent, great information. Um, please reach out to us on our social medias. You can contact us uh well, I should say, go to the landing page. Go to www.theothersideofthefirewall.com and that'll feed you to our Twitter, our Instagram, our Facebook. Um, I'm trying to figure out what other things to add to it, but obviously they'll also link you to the Patreon. And then you can find us officially, as of a couple of days ago, uh, through Apple Podcasts, through Amazon, through Google, through Stitcher, through Deezer, through um, I think it's called like Shoutcast or <laughs> Castbox or something like that. I feel like old people. But like I got a game box. Um, but you pretty much find us anywhere podcasts exist. Uh, so please do so. Um, that's it. Thank, no, you, thank you. Oh, and obviously share with your friends. Like, hey, you listen to it? Like, ah, you know, it's a little too nerdy for me. I know you got some nerdy friends. I know you got some nerdy, nerdy uh, friends of people of color that would love to listen to this. All right, this podcast is that's right. So definitely share with your friends. And, what and don't we have like a, yeah? Don't we have a what's it a uh, we have a Twitter? We got the what's it? What is our Twitter again? At um, on the firewall something like that. So the so the Twitter is at on underscore firewall. Like I'm going to Twitter right now yeah. to make sure I get it right. Because nobody, nobody ever yeah. asked me. I usually, I'm, I'm already right. doing it. Yeah, because it's a good way for people. Yeah. So yes. Yep, it's at on underscore firewall. That's at on underscore firewall. Um, you can also reach me on Twitter. Uh, I'm Rye Rye Security Guy. That's R-Y-R-Y Security Guy. All one word, obviously, on Twitter. And then the uh, the big uh, website is www.theothersideofthefirewall.com and that'll link you to everything. Nice. Nice. That's perfect. Yeah, man. All right. Thank Easy, you, Jonathan. y'all. Appreciate it. I appreciate you. Thank you, Shannon. <laughs> <laughs>
In that case, please listen to the show once it's available on free feeds. Leave us constructive feedback and share with your blurred friends and family. Thank you.